Good afternoon and good evening. Wherever you're watching this, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this recording. Last week we began to look at uh, a scripture from Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. And uh, this is where we get the Great Commission. And before I go into it, I just want to make do a quick recap for those who have not been tracking with us. From the beginning of the year, we started looking at the book of Matthew. And the Holy Spirit has been gracious enough to unravel and to peel off the layers of revelation to, re to reveal to us what it really means to be in a relationship with the King and I. And if you've been walking with the King, you will agree with me and you will understand that sometimes the King will ask you to do certain things. And if he is your King, if he's your King indeed, you will say, here I am, Lord, send me. In Matthew 28, verse 19, such is the case. Jesus Christ says to his followers, Go, therefore, and disciple the nations. Now, before you pack your bags, get your COVID test, uh, resign from work, jump into a plane, jet off into the nations and disciple them and evangelize them, because I know you are keen to do that. Before you do that, I, I, let me just give you a, a few suggestions about that scripture. There are numerous ways that we can interpret that scripture. The first way is what I've already said. You can jump into a plane and go into all the nations. The second way is to read it in the following way. As you go. Which means as you go in life, as you go with family, as you go with friends, as you go with strangers, as you go to work as you go make disciples you see friends the gospel is a going spell just like in cricket where you have a bowling spell a bowler has a bowling spell when that bowling spell finishes somebody else takes over and bowls so too in is the gospel the gospel its spell is going to continue until the gospel gets to the ends of the world or to the uttermost parts of the world and then Jesus Christ will come. And since you and I are people of the gospel, we should be going people. And as we go, um, we, we should not be happy with isolations, with confinements. We should not be happy with stagnation. But we should be continuously growing and going. The word of God says the following. So mightily grew the word of God and it prevailed. And what necessitated people to go out of their ways, to go into nations and to risk uh, starvation, to risk famine, to risk being beaten up and killed? What is the thing that necessitated them? There were, it was a motive. And that motive we find in Matthew 28, verse 18. Because in verse 19, it says, therefore. You see, I was taught whenever you come across the word therefore in the Bible, it's simply, you simply need to stop and ask yourself, what is it there for? Now, before I get into the motive of going out, of going and discipling, the third way of reading the scripture is to read it in its literal translation. You see, when the translators would translate, they would add in words which, would, uh, which, which, which they would try to 
to bring more meaning to what the scripture was saying. And in doing that, some things would get lost in translation. Now, if we read that scripture in the Young's literal translation, it says the following, Having come near, Jesus said, Given to me is all authority in heaven and earth. Having gone, then disciple the nations. Now that brings a different light to that scripture. Because first and foremost it says, having come near and having gone. Which means that Jesus Christ may have been speaking of himself, going. Which means he was saying, if I am still here on earth, I cannot, you cannot still, you cannot disciple the nations. But it needs me to go that you may disciple. The reason why this is very important is because it is in the same line and in the same tone of John 16 verse 7 where Jesus Christ says to his disciples, Truly I say to you, it is more advantageous that I go and if I go, then the helper will come. But if I do not go, the helper will not come. Which brings us to this point. The motivation for going is the Holy Spirit. The motivation for going is that God has given us and is, has empowered us with the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, in the world, there are so many types of uh, motivations that are out there in the world. The world is motivated and driven and fueled by so many things. We can boil it down to three things, and but the, 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 the person who has a hand in these three things uh, is, is the devil. These three things are the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. This is what motivates the world. And unfortunately, it creeps into church. It has crept into church. For Paul says the following in Philippians 1 verse 15. He says, indeed, some preach, they minister, they proclaim the gospel from envy and rivalry, and others do it from a good will. You see, those who do it from a good will do it from the point where the Holy Spirit is unctioning them and is, is driving them and motivating them. In verse 17 of that same scripture in Philippians, it says the following. It says, the former do it from selfish ambition and not sincerely. Another motive that the world has is coercion. People are coerced to do things in the kingdom of God. They are threatened, they are forced, and they are promised certain, to get certain things if they do certain things in the, for the kingdom. They, 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 the reason why they go is because they have this illusion that then God will bless them. That is the ammo that the devil normally uses. For the devil took Jesus Christ to the top of the mountain, and he said, if you bow down to me, I will give you all these riches, all this abundance of this world. But not so in the kingdom of God. God does not put a carrot before your eyes. As a matter of fact, the word of God says, His divine power has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Therefore, you and I do not do things because of promises. You and I do things because... The promises have already, we have already received the promises. We do things from a position of being blessed and being equipped by the Holy Spirit. 
So what is uh, the motive that we, we have uh, that sends us out? First and foremost, the motive of going out is the word, which is the mission. And the second thing is the motive is the Holy Spirit. He is the motivator. These two are inseparable. You cannot do one without the other. The disciples could have easily packed their bags and gone into the whole world and discipled. But Jesus Christ says to the disciples, he says, you shall receive power from on high and then you can go out and disciple. This is found in Acts 1 verse 4. As you, you can pause right now and as you turn to that scripture and I'll read it from Acts 1 verse 4. It says the following. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them, don't depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father which you heard from me. What was the promise? Acts 1 verse 5. For John indeed baptized in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So we see from that scripture that the motivator is the Holy Spirit. The mission is the word that Jesus Christ gave us. Even Jesus Christ himself said the following. He said, the Son of God or the Word can do nothing except what he sees the Father doing. Therefore, summing up and just bringing it um, uh, just uh, nicely for you. We can go because he has gone and he has come and he is coming. That sounds like a weird statement, but let me just explain it quickly. He who has gone is Jesus Christ. He who has come is the Holy Spirit. And he who is coming is Jesus Christ. And so we who are born again, we have the Holy Spirit living, residing, and abiding inside of us. He lives and, 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 and uh, he has regenerated our spirit. We are, we, have, we are resurrected from death and now are alive. The same authority that, is in, that Jesus Christ spoke of in Matthew 28 verse 18 now lives and resides inside of us much more. It should not only re reside inside of us, but it should be upon us. Because in Acts 1 verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ says the following, he says, you shall receive power from the Holy Spirit uh, when he comes upon you. Then you will be a witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. Which means you cannot go out and be a witness. You cannot go out and disciple unless the Holy Spirit empowers you. The Holy Spirit comes upon you. You see, that which is inside is not is hidden. But that which is out, which is upon, is made manifest. That is the reason why you and I can be ministers and witnesses and ambassadors for Christ because the Holy Spirit is upon us. Jesus Christ uses this uh, a word from the Greek, dunamis, for power. And that word, uh, is the, this is where we get our English word, which is dynamite. Now, if you put a spark or a fire to dynamite, there is an explosion. So what is the reason, what is the motivator for us to obey Jesus Christ to go out into the whole world? I will borrow words from Jeremiah 20 verse 9. He says, if I say I will not speak his word, 
I will not mention his name. His word was like, his word in my heart was like fire shut up in my bones. I could not hold it and I was weary of holding it. What? So the, 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 the word of God, the fire and the word of God, which is inside of us, when it meets the dynamite of the Holy Spirit upon us, they can but just be a witness, which is you and I. Right now, I want to pray for those who feel dry. You feel like you're running on fumes. You feel like you, 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 uh, the fire has, is, has died down. I just want to pray for you and me. Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks and praise. We thank you in your glorious name, Father God, that, Lord God, you said you will give good gifts. And that good gift is the Holy Spirit. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that you refresh us. That, Lord God, you revive us. Your word says, Father God, in Acts, that after they had prayed, Lord God, the place was shaken and they went out in boldness. These were the events after Pentecost in Acts 2, Father. So, Father God, refresh us. Refill, refill us, Father God, till we are overflowing and we can go out boldly. Now, friend, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank him that we have received. You see, the Holy Spirit is not received by feelings and emotions, but it's received, but he is received through faith. Have a great day. Amen. Thank you.